Gonzaga Nation SI, Dan Dickow, bringing you the WCC Weekly Recap. Well, we've had quite a bit of good movement in the WCC. You're starting to see a couple teams uh, distance themselves as we thought they might. In particular, when you look at the standings, we got Gonzaga at 4-0, BYU right behind them at 5-1. Then you've got a couple of um, uh, maybe not necessarily surprises with St. Mary's at three and one, um, and USF. I guess you could say they're tied for fourth with USD. Uh, USD being four and two because they've had more games. USF being three and two. Those th- two losses for USF coming to the two best teams in the league, Gonzaga and BYU. Uh, then followed by LMU two and three, Santa Clara one and two, the Portland Pilots one and three. Pacific and Pepperdine uh, without a win. The Tigers 0-3, the Waves 0-6 in league. But as I mentioned, really good week of basketball. It was great to see basically every game go. Um, You you saw a couple makeup games early in the week. Uh, You're going to see at least one makeup game this week, which will be a Monday. Let's see, USD goes at Santa Clara. So I think you'll learn a lot about USD if they truly will kind of contend um, to, to have a continue to have a surprising season. Um, you know, they were picked towards the bottom of the league. Marcellus Erlington uh, has played really well. Wayne McKinney Jr., a freshman, uh, has had some bright spots. But, um, you know, you kind of look at this USD-Santa Clara game on Monday as being, in my eyes, a battle for fifth place. Um, yeah, Loyola Marymount, um, after their COVID pause, um, they're starting to show some some good signs of life, but uh, you know, all in all, I do think Santa Clara is going to end up in fifth place. And for the top four teams in the WCC, where I've mentioned it again and again throughout uh, the first few weeks of the league season, I think this is a four-team WCC uh, bid league to the NCAA tournament. Uh, you look at those top four teams: Gonzaga's either one or two in the Ken Palm in the net. Uh, as they've been pretty much throughout the year. BYU is locked in in the low 20s. I believe they were 22 last I checked. St. Mary's um, and San Francisco are both um, right around the 32 to 34 mark. Now, the big thing again has to be San Francisco and St. Mary's can't lose to a Pepperdine. They can't lose to a, a Pacific where it's now deemed as a bad loss in the committee's eyes. Um, because you would expect, as the way things are looking to play out, Gonzaga's probably a one-loss at the most team. BYU's looking solid. So the the hope is that you know the BYU, St. Mary's, and, and USF for the league beats up on each other um, and takes care of business the rest of the way. And each of those teams then have you know four losses, five at the absolute most. And if it's those five losses, it's got to be two Gonzaga two BYU, one St. Mary's or one USF, flip it either either direction with which program you're looking at. So um, I still think there's a tremendous amount of hope for that. Uh, I do think that at least there will be three teams, uh, barring any major collapses, um, coming out of the WCC going to the NCAA tournament. So um, just to recap this past week, like I said, USD's been uh, the biggest surprise with Marcellus Erlington and, and Wayne McKinney Jr., um, they've gotten a lot of, of, you know, production that, that was maybe not earmarked, um, by certain guys, especially when you, when you look at, uh, Masalski 
doing the grad transfer and, and heading to USF, um, had some questions, but they've been playing really well. So um, Thursday's games were, were, were tremendous. You know, BYU beats USD, as I mentioned, um, but that's it. You know, you, San Diego loses that game, but, you know, it's single digits. It's given you a lot of, uh, I don't want to say hope because it's the wrong word, but it's given them uh, a, a lot of ideas for, you know, progress that they've made. And, you know, uh, BYU is a really good team. Uh, Alex Barcelo led that game with 22 points. Um, next up, we got LMU over Pepperdine. That game was uh, an overtime game in Malibu. Um, LMU ended up winning 85-80. It's been a, a frustrating go for Pepperdine, that's for sure. They're, they're a really talented young group of players, three freshmen in particular, Maxwell Lewis, uh, Mitchell Jr., two of those guys. Uh, a bright future. Uh, Jan Zedek uh, had 28 points in that loss, but at the end of the day, it was too much Eli Scott. 31 points. Um, you know, he just kind of controls every single game that he's in, whether – um, whether he's controlling it from a playmaker standpoint, as far as he backs guys down, sucks in the double team, kicks it and lets guys play in space or out of, uh, late rotations, or if you don't double, um, he, he's good enough to be able to create and finish, uh, in a one-on-one -on -one setting, uh, finish through contact. Uh, he can rebound it, push it on, on the break himself. So he played really well. And Joe Quintana, um, you know, continues to shoot the heck out of the basketball. Had six made threes in that game. Uh, leading the conference in made threes per game uh, is Joe Quintana. Uh, the other game, obviously, on Thursday would have been St. Mary's beating Santa Clara 73-65. A um, couple Gales with 17 points that night. Tommy Cousy and Alex Dukas both had 17. Jalen Williams for Santa Clara continued his, his really good play uh, as a junior. He had 18 points that night. He's WCC's leading scorer, um, and I, I think that's going to hold up throughout the rest of the year. Um, you know, Timmy's had some unbelievable games, in, in particular uh, a week ago where he had back-to-back 30-point -back games. But, um, you know, Gonzaga's balance doesn't necessitate – Timmy scoring that much uh, throughout the rest of the year. Plus, there's going to be some blowouts where Gonzaga um, gets some of their younger guys some some more playing time and experience. Uh, and then to stay on the topic of Gonzaga on the Thursday night, USF battled Gonzaga in Spokane. Um, Gonzaga, yes, pulled out a 16-point win, 78-62. But USF was up early. They were up double figures uh, early in that first half, and then Gonzaga's defensive intensity on the perimeter picked up. Uh, didn't necessarily force a ton of turnovers, but it didn't allow uh, USF to get into a groove and a rhythm offensively that they were in the first six, seven, eight minutes of that basketball game. But uh, Drew Timmy ended up with 23 points after struggling early. Uh, Anton Watson continued his great play, 11 points, five rebounds. I believe over the last nine games, Anton Watson's averaging right around 11 points, seven and a half rebounds or so. Um, so, you know, that's a guy that, you know, people weren't pegging him to be a scorer coming into the season. And now he's kind of really found his stride as being an opportunistic guy on the break, duckins, uh, offensive glass, and an occasional open jump shot. So those are great signs for, for Gonzaga fans. But Drew, uh, excuse me, Chet Holmgren was everything that he has been advertised as uh, in, the, in the win against USF. Career high 22 points to go along with nine rebounds. He was impactful on the defensive end. 
uh, playing with force, not backing down, kind of giving Gonzaga a great spark. Uh, I thought he was tremendous. Uh, and then, you know, on the flip side for for USF, Tamari Bouye did a lot of positive things, and he's he's showing why he's beginning to kind of pop up on, on some NBA mock drafts. He, he's a guy that he's great with the ball in his hands. He's a good decision maker. He can score it. He can make plays for others. Uh, he's real creative with the ball. He can create space. Um, and he's quicker and he's more athletic than than you would first give him credit for. Um, so he continues his great play. Um, you know, so those were the games on Thursday. Saturday, um, we had BYU uh, knocking off Portland. Uh, USD, as I mentioned, they, you know, obviously they lost to, to BYU on Thursday, but they bounced back and had a strong win. <clears throat> 73-65 over Pacific, Maricelis Erlington. And, and Wayne McKinney Jr. Uh, both played really well. Erlington with 23, McKinney Jr. Uh, 16 points for the freshman. Uh, then you look at Gonzaga had an off night, so they didn't play. Um, but USF, they bounced back after that loss to Gonzaga, and they absolutely rolled Pepperdine. 71 to 45, Julian Rishwain, uh, tremendous three-point shooter with some good size on the wing. 20 points, 5 of 8 from behind the three-point line to lead four Dons in double figures. Um, but when you look at that, it wasn't the offense. It was the defense that got it going. Pepperdine only shot 28% from the field. Um, and when you shoot 28% from the field, you're not going to have a chance to win very many basketball games. So um, a great slate of games over the weekend in the WCC. But when you look ahead to this week, um, I, I think you're going to start to see some movement. Um, I, I think you're going to start to see is, if USF truly is for real, which I think they are. Uh, I think you're going to start to see, um, you know, that fifth place team um, kind of solidify themselves, whether it's going to be Santa Clara, which I think it will be, whether LMU can get to that spot um, or maybe can USD kind of hang in there and, and continue to surprise some people. But uh, you know, one game being played uh, on the Monday, and that is USD at Santa Clara. So that kind of battle for fifth place, um, you know, is front and center in that storyline for, for tonight being Monday, January 24th. The Thursday game slate, it's great to see Thursday and Saturday. Normal schedule, and it as of now, doesn't look like any games will be off. It looks like the WCC kind of has gotten through uh, they're rough patches with COVID, but Thursday games, Pacific at UP, uh, Pepperdine at USD, Loyola Marymount at Gonzaga, a game that I'll be calling on CBS Sports Network, uh, BYU at Santa Clara, and the big one is St. Mary's at USF. The first game uh, in that series was postponed, um, so now this is a chance for for either team to really kind of put their, um, their foot down and, and say, Nope, we're in control of our destiny, um, you know, as it pertains to uh, improving in the Ken Palm, improving in the net ratings, improving in the league standings. Uh, so that's going to be a huge game to look out for and watch on Thursday is St. Mary's at USF. Can St. Mary's guards uh, control Bouye and Shabazz? Um, which team can get hot from the three-point line? Uh, is Masalski able to, to dominate, dominate Toss? On the interior, can Dukas, um, you know, get hot from three-point line, kind of as that step-out four, um, plays an occasional three for St. Mary's? Who, who's going to be the difference maker in that game? 
Uh, and then when you move forward to Saturday, another great slate, USD at, at LMU. So this is a huge week for for USD. You know, when I mentioned, you know, they're kind of a surprise. They're sitting at four and two. They play Santa Clara. They play Pepperdine and they play LMU. If by chance they could get through those three games uh, with wins, holy cow, you're looking at seven, two. And if you get two of the three, you're looking at six and three. Uh, that is a tremendous mark for that ball club because I don't think anybody was was expecting them probably, I'll be honest, to, to have six wins on the entire WCC season um, based off of, of what what their schedule uh, and what their results were from a season ago. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if their uh, strong play continues. You've got Santa Clara at USF. you got Pepperdine at St. Mary's. you got Portland at Gonzaga, and then you got BYU at Pacific on Saturday. So, you know, lots of great storylines. Again, kind of that, you know, distancing uh, of third and fourth place teams. The Dons cannot afford a loss this week. And then you've got the uh, the, the shuffle for fifth place between USD, Santa Clara, and LMU. So uh, looking forward to bringing more WCC content and Gonzaga content throughout this week. Adam Morrison and I will have uh, a couple video show podcast release coming up this week. And Sack and Jack, Rob Sacre, Jack Ferris uh, will continue on with a release this Friday, um, kind of a lighthearted look at Gonzaga basketball. So for Gonzaga Nation SI, thanks for joining. Check us out on all major social media platforms.